Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. Not only have I decided to follow Jesus, but I want to know more and more about him. I'm just giving an example of how resolve works. So now my decisions and my desire have been established. I am now dedicated to my resolve that I've decided to follow Jesus and I want to know everything there is to know about him. And so my dedication is to always be in his presence. So I gave an example of how to establish resolve. Remember, the mind will breed resolve. And resolve will determine whether or not you're going to make it to your next place in or out of God. You see, the criminal has resolved in his or her mind that they can take something that doesn't belong to them. And so they end up in jail or dead. Truly, the resolve of a Christian is not that we would expect something for nothing. So if we give ourselves and our thoughts and our works unto the Lord, then our thoughts are established. So I've interpreted the scripture for you. That's called exiting the scripture. Let's go back to it. Let's go to Proverbs really quickly. And I'm almost there. So what's going to be required of you is that you have first established your resolve. Somebody say my resolve is intact. Okay, so I have resolved. Anybody resolved to, to learn more about this whole mind thing? I, that's my resolve. I'm going to study the scriptures as it relates. There are literally hundreds of scriptures that has the word mind in it. Yeah. And he didn't confuse mind with spirit. He didn't confuse mind with your, your, your body. He didn't, he didn't confuse those. Those are three separate parts of our being. Our, our soul, our spirit, and our bodies are different. Soul and mind are synonyms. And so when you begin to study, you begin to search, wherever you see the word soul, think my mind. Okay? Whenever you see the word flesh, you think your physical body. And the two are not the same. Which means that if your physical body is governing you, then your mind is on vacation. Make up your mind. He told the children of Israel to choose ye this day whom you will serve. He said, what's it going to be? Is it going to be God? Or is it going to be man? Are you going to serve the God that you cannot see, but you know he's there? Are you going to serve the man that you can see and you know they're going to let you down every time? I mean, I just embellished it, but the translation means the same. So if we look at Proverbs, I'm going to show you this. It says this because there's so many other scriptures that I want to get to. I better just take a, one, one piece at a time. In that amplified version, the first verse says that the plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man but from the Lord comes wise answers of the tongue. So it's good to read it into some other translations. It says that the plans of the mind are orderly thinking and orderly thinking, it belongs to man. That's our, that's our responsibility. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. I know you know what to think. God gave you the capability to think it. But God will produce the words in your mouth to verbalize that. Don't be afraid. And that's what that resolve exercise was. The reason why I had you to make the resolve exercise is because when you go to your car and it won't start, what are you going to say? You're not going to cuss. <laughs> I even stopped calling on Jesus for certain stuff like that. Like Jesus is not driving his car. I started speaking to the element. I know that that's the spirit of poverty. I know that's the spirit of lack. I know that's the spirit of destruction or even disobedience. Because if the engine light just kept flashing at me for weeks and I didn't do nothing about it, I need to tell myself to shut up and sit down. <laughs> exactly. I need to just deal with the fact that I, I let that happen. Nobody's like, I bind the spirit of the enemy. Well, you're out of gas because you didn't put any gas in the car. The devil done drank my gas. The devil don't drink gas. 
you drive gas out. What happens is that you go places that you probably shouldn't waste your gas. And then when it's time for you to go where you should go, you don't have the gas. And now it's the devil. It's just the devil. No, it's not. It's not having a resolve. I'm saving my gas for church. I'm saving. You know what? I'll take you wherever you need to go. And I'm going to believe God the rest of this week because I'm giving you a ride. I'm going to believe God. Don't I ain't even looking for you to be the blessing to me. I'm looking for God to do what he said because I'm committing my works unto him. Therefore, my very thoughts are established. Hmm. That's a whole different concept. In a different concept. I know they're talking about that kingdom seed. $140. Shoot. I can get my head did with $140. And you still look the same. God bless you. It looks good, though. It looks real good. Yeah, it looks good. You're looking good. But you can't buy no teeth with $140. You can't get no heart treatment with $140. I can buy some shoes. Yeah. And you can slip and fall on the ice, too. <laughs> you know, Looking cute in them shoes. The reason why I'm saying this is because you got to think through it. You got to think through stuff like this. You have to think through it. And I, that's one thing I love about this ministry. And over the 12 years, we have evolved into a thinking church. I've been in religious churches. I've been in spiritually off-centered churches. But there's some thinkers in this church, and you know how to think for yourself. Do you feel empowered that you can think and make decisions? And your thinking eventually becomes your actions, and your actions speak much louder than your words. And sometimes our thinking is a little off, and we have to be reminded. How many children or young people in here have ever had your thinking modified by your parents? Yeah, they had to modify your thinking. Mm-hmm. And I thank God because somebody cares enough for me to modify my thinking. What were you thinking? I don't know. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking you thought wrong. You know, anybody ever say to you, you thought like Lent? You know, it's like, what is that? Yeah, it's like you thought, it's like you weren't thinking. In fact, we need oftentimes somebody to help govern our thinking. And I would pray that it would be godly people in your life. Let me show you this in the second verse. It says, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits and the thoughts and the intent of the heart, which means that God needs to give us a weighted judgment. Give me some word on what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm about to make this move. I was going to say I'm about to. I'm about to make this move. So in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. If I go to godly counsel, I'm going to get some direction so that the spirit of the Lord will weigh what's going on in my spirit right now. Because it's crept out of my mind into my spirit and I'm about to make a move. So I'm not going to make this move without thinking first or without getting the thoughts of someone who's one, either been there before, two, wise enough to help me through the situation, or three, to tell me, no, that's the wrong way to go without making me feel like an idiot, a dummy or a fool. One of the reasons why we don't seek wise counsel is because we don't want to be embarrassed. So we will take the shame of making a mistake as opposed to humbling ourselves to get wisdom. I said a mouthful right there. I don't want to hear what he got to say. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. Don't listen. I've been there a lot of times. In fact, I'll probably be there again at some point in my life to where I didn't want to listen. And then I'll make the mistake of making the wrong decision in my own brain, in my own mind. And I'll have to suffer the consequences of that. So it's a balanced playing field. We can either choose to do what the wisdom tells us to do, or we can choose to do what we want to do and think that we're going to be all right. Wow, I don't need to do all that. That's for somebody else. Well, if it worked for somebody else, try and see if it'll work for you. I'm talking wisdom principles. I talked about budget and you all looked at me like I was crazy, but a budget is just simply taking an assessment of what your assets versus your liabilities are. Meaning what you got coming in versus what you got going out. And usually the two are not equal. Either one's going to be greater than or less than. 
Now, wisdom would say, okay, we're entering into a season of sowing. I need to look at my budget. And I need to become diligent about that. And I need to put some aside for God. In fact, the principle is to sow some, save some, and yeah, some people got that spend some good. It's like spend some, spend some, and spend some. And if it's anything left, you spend some more. And then some of us have the principle of just sow some, spend some. And I guess that could work for a while. But if you don't save some, then you won't have any some more to sow. Look at somebody say, he's teaching pastorally now. Let me show you this. It says in the third verse, in the amplified version, to roll your works upon the Lord. I started to bring a big rock in here and just start rolling it around. I was going to show you. Just can you imagine what, what it is that you want to do? You want to do something with your life. Just roll it all up together. And if you roll it up unto the Lord, you say, here you go, God. You know, here, I'm just going to push it toward you. Now, the illustration is to roll it, which means that you have been giving it some type of thought. It's all packaged and combined together. It's not scattered thoughts. I know in the scripture, it says, cast your care upon him. I'm sure you're not just throwing pot shots at God and say, deal with that, God. Here you go, deal with that. No, he said, if we roll our thoughts up together, or we roll our works up together, and we say, here, Lord, we present this unto you, what does the scripture say will happen? If we roll our thoughts up unto the Lord, our works up unto the Lord, he says that he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Wait a minute, let me get this right. I come up with all these plans and I got these ideas and, and I've even started a strategy for becoming a successful person. And then when I roll it unto the Lord, he causes it to become agreeable to his will. Huh? I thought I started out in the will of the Lord. We might have, but since it's all rolled up together, remember the plans of the man are right in his own eyes. This is God. This is God. God gave me this. But when we roll it all together, whatever is not his will, he'll start shaping your thoughts. You go, wait, 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 wait. I got to take that out because that's not the will of God. You follow me? And God's not schizophrenic about this. What happens is that he lets you bring all of it. Bring all of it and we're going to sort out what's good and what's not good. Bring everything concerning I'm lonely, I want to be married, I should have had somebody by now, my biological clock is ticking. Bring it. Bring all of that and lay it before the Lord and he will begin to shape your thoughts around what his will is for your life. What happens is that we resist that because what we want, what we want, when we want it, how we want it, as much as we want it, and as many times as we want it because we want it. Whereas God says, why don't you roll it over here? And I'll help you sort out what's good for you and what's not good for you. Let me sort out for you when it is time for you to do this and when it is time for you to wait. Let me sort out for you that everybody wants what's good in their eyes, but your eyes are limited. Because if you've only lived 20 years, you don't know what 40 years look like. All you know is you want what you want right now. And how scary is that? Because if you give a kid a five-pound bag of sugar... They could eat the whole thing. How many know that that would cause a problem a little later? It would. Let me show you this. It says, if we roll our works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him, he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Two more principles. God allows us to make up our own mind. God will allow us to make up our own mind. Do you believe that? He doesn't force us. 
It puzzles me when people say, God told me, and um, I was going to do something else, but God, God made me do it. God made, God doesn't make us do anything. Because if that was the case, we'd be cookie cutter Christians. And I am so glad we're not. The only challenge is your thoughts and my thoughts are not the same thoughts. And I don't see it the same way you see it. Remember, the definition of the mind is our perceptions, our wills and our emotions toward things. So God is dealing with the uniquenesses of our mind. Huh. So that's how you think it is, huh? But he allows us to make up our own mind. He says, so what are you going, what are you going to roll on? What are you going to roll up this way so that I can separate what is my will from your will? He allows us to make up our own minds. Otherwise, we would be no different than the tree. The tree doesn't have a choice but to produce or God kills it. Aren't you glad you're not a tree? But if you got some dead branches, you need to check it out. If your leaf is withering, you need to go back and read Psalms 1. Because God will allow us to make up our own mind. If you make up your mind not to sow, you made up your mind not to grow. You made up your mind to deceive and lie, then you made up your mind to fall into the righteous judgment of God as it relates to deception and lying. We make up our own minds. You say, well, God will make up my mind for me. God didn't make up your mind for you. We can be converted to change our minds. How many glad you changed your mind? Yeah, I'm so glad I can change my mind. God don't change his. God never changes his mind. But our minds change. Some of our minds are like Michigan weather. And some of our minds are like a California breeze. But we change our own minds. We make up our minds. Last principle. When we make up our own minds, everything else follows. You believe that principle? You make up your mind, everything else would just fall into place. Yeah, it's true. Because if we commit our ways unto the Lord, our thoughts are established. Once our thoughts are established, everything else is going to manifest behind us. In fact, later in that very same chapter of scripture, it says when we commit our ways unto the Lord, he'll cause even our enemies to be at peace with us. You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of grace for the nation's church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org, or call us 616-974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nations Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the scripture. Despite the present-day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope.